I'm your girl Renee Nicole, and this is an episode of Name a Better Duo, the special series Black Wealth. And I see my girl Jasmine Prima just logged in. Hey, girl! Cool. What up? What up? Hey. How are you? I love oh. your um. It's like elevator music, <laughs> like intermission music. I'm <laughs> like, okay, let me let me give her a second to do her commercials. <laughs> I, I was it. like, because it's so weird when you waiting for people to join and you just there silent. My mom was like, right. oh, some music. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. Let me give them some calm music to get them ready for the cover. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to tilt this thing a little bit. I could, The ring light is smacking me if he hit right me. Now. They be Hello. Working. Hello. So Long excited. time no see. Huh? I Long know. time no see. I miss you. And I mean, like in real life. Oh my god, I miss my friend. She abandoned us. Girl, come on over to the east side. Come on over. Come on over to the east to side. To the east coast. Y'all out there getting it though. Processing and living it up, enjoying all kinds of. Yeah, exactly. Did we make it happen though? Did we make right. it happen? Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm very proud. I'm beyond proud. You know how I was talking to somebody about this recently. Like, I feel like these last couple of weeks, well, no, these last few years have been so crazy that in that interim of waiting, it felt like, like I'm so traumatized. I'm prepared for the worst. I'm expecting the worst. So I was almost like, it, did it happen? Is it real? Did we do? <laughs> did, did we do it? You know what I mean? You and me both. Let me tell you, I've gotten so accustomed to, and I hate saying this, but worst case scenario, you know, exactly. so I was already expecting. I was already expecting worst case scenario. So yeah. when it happened, I was just like, and did a little Holy Ghost shout because I was right, like, come right. on, Jesus. I'm like, I understand why we dancing in the streets. <laughs> Exactly. Electric sliding and all of it. Because <laughs> we were like, we did it, y'all. <laughs> Let's get it. I'm so proud of the world, of the country. You I'm know? so proud. We done saved America. Look at God. <laughs> we done saved America. <laughs> but no, let's go ahead and get started. I am so, so, so uber excited to have my girl Jasmine Primo with us today. Um, she is a singer, songwriter, um, business owner, entrepreneur. When I tell you, she knows about getting the bag. And that's why I wanted to have her on for this conversation about generating multiple streams of income. Um, and I just thought who better to have than you. So I'm excited to have you. And we're going to talk more about all the things that you're doing. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into it in this conversation. Um, but welcome, sis. Thank you. I'm, I'm very much excited. I was like, um, Renee, I'm not a millionaire yet. But you know, I can def I know how to make some money, but well, we believe in speaking things as though they were. Okay, <laughs> we speak it into but existence. But you know what? All the streams, I accept all the streams. Yeah, and I, I feel like multiple streams of income sometimes overwhelms people. Like they feel like, okay, so what does that even mean, and where are they going to come from? Like I only know how to do these two, three things or whatever. So it's like it can be an ambiguous concept if you're not in the habit of knowing how. Like okay. I want to make X amount of dollars. This is my pathway. So exactly. if you don't know, you feel like it's just a lot. It just seems like a lot. You know? Exactly. And I think, honestly, for me, 
moving to Los Angeles taught me the importance <laughs> and the talent of generating those multiple streams because people got to survive. <laughs> and you're from Los Angeles, so I feel like that's something that probably was just instilled in you from a young age. That's a, interesting. I, I, Talking to my mother, I come to realize that I'm a third generation entrepreneur. Like my grandmother was an entrepreneur. She had a um, financial services company. She had an office okay. that was like in our neighborhood. She did everybody's taxes and we, she worked at a nonprofit. So she did all these things, even like up until her older age. And you kind of forget because when people are in their last years, you're like, you see them in a different light than like when they're in their, when they're blossoming in their like youthful age or whatever. And of course, my mom is an, an author. She's an entrepreneur. She is a business consultant and she used to like teach people how to do their business plan. And I've been sitting in and, and proofreading all that kind of stuff, you know, as since a kid. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I always knew in the back of my mind, like, oh, I can do this or I can do something. Even if it's like I'm still figuring as far as passion is concerned in years in college and life or whatever, I knew that I can do something and I don't have to be like fully dependent on getting one job and that be it. That's so Sing good. Stream one, singular stream. So that's yeah. so good. And that's why I think it's so important that we have these conversations and especially with the youth. Because like you said, that was ingrained in you at a young age. You saw it, you know? And I think if right. more of our young people saw it, then their mindset about money would be a lot different. And yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's why I wanted to have these conversations. So we are going to get into it. Cool. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about everything that's going on in the world, everything that our country has been experiencing over the last four years, and specifically in 2020 with us being in a pandemic, um, a lot of people are being forced to be creative and find new ways to generate income. How is how important is it to you that we we never rely on just one source of income? I think it's kind of evident based on 2020, not just only relying on the one job or the one income stream, but like having some type of preparation that any we can't predict what's the future. We don't know what's going to happen. Like we, we tend to, humans, we're creatures of habit, right? So we like to pick our thing and we stick with it. It's like, oh, I'm used to it. I'm good at it. I already know what I have to do. So sometimes we don't like the feeling of being uncomfortable and it requires a season of uncomfortable to transition into doing something that's different than your normal habit. So this year has definitely shown and taught a lot of people like, okay, if I, if I have an idea, the time is now. If I have a business that I, I finally have time to prepare for it and plan for it and strategize and create this new thing and whatever that is, it's now is the best time to do it. And we're also seeing a huge influx of online sales because people are at home. So not only is it important to create the stream, but it's also important to make your brand digital, like equally as important. So your human presence, we're not able, and, and I don't know what it's like in every city, but we're kind of looking, it's starting to look like things are getting a little tighter again on the lockdown out here. So with that being said, we're not able, the bars still aren't open. 
You can't go out and like, oh, I'm an artist. I have a show. Come to my show and 50 people and expect all those people to come. And you already know that, oh, I might make $100 this time. I might make $500 this time. Life is not really like that. And if you don't have things set up digitally or have some type of online presence that represents you physically and digitally, then you won't be able to do it. Like you're not prepared to make the sales. And that's like, you know, step A, B, and C, the foundation of it is like, just prepare yourself to have, even if the money's not coming, do all that you can do to prepare for the money to come. Mm, that That's it. And I love, I hope everyone has their, their pen and their paper or their notes in their phone because um, that's something you should write down. Like your company needs to be, it needs to have some sort of digital platform. I think right now yeah. we are learning, um, you know, for so long, people could start businesses that were, you know, restaurants and so many other things. And now we're seeing even that doesn't necessarily have sustainability when people are being forced to stay in their homes. So if you could find a way to have a delivery service or, you know, on, I can order online, these things are what are sustaining small businesses right now. So I think finding a way to digitize whatever it is that you're doing is key. Um, I've been watching so much um, about finances within these last couple of months. And something that was brought to my attention is we enter some form of recession about every 10 to 12 years. You know, mm -hmm. this is what happened back in 08. And a lot of people were not prepared at that time. Real estate plummeted, you know, right. and there's a lot of people who, you know, solely their income is on real estate or, you know, now solely their business is, you know, one-on-one -on -one, physical they have to right. you know meet with the person face to face so being prepared like you said is key in just in any instance because who knows what may occur in the next 10 years right. so we have to be ready um one rule of thumb that we often hear is that you should have seven sources of income do you think that there's a magic number or a certain amount of streams of income that we should have i honestly i i personally don't but I can imagine, like, take my four and double it. I can imagine. I don't think that there is a magic number. I do feel that, like, when you're brand building or, like, you focus on whatever item A is. So, like, if I'm just art as an artist, a visual artist. So I make art, I paint, whatever, and I'm selling my artwork. I have to then begin to not only perfect that thing, but I then have to begin to see myself as a brand and see how brands create product suites or and that's the separate stream right so now not only do i sell my art but i might decide to start teaching an art class and there goes the second stream so then i take that and i think of another way like okay so maybe instead of instead of teaching for people who are not interested in that i decide that i'm going to license my art to um, a big store so now I want to be in Marshalls or something like that. One to one, now it's one to many and I have to make things in bulk. So those, you can still keep your same brand and make multiple streams from that brand technically instead of feeling like, okay, so now I'm an artist and now I got to write a book and now I got to, you know, and then you, you kind of get overwhelmed and scatterbrained in a sense thinking like, oh, I have to do 10 things. Oh, I have to literally do seven things. But all seven can be within the scope of what you're already doing. It's just creatively thinking of how to make point A, the, the, the thing I love to do, how to make that, how to bring more out of that.
Mm, I love that. And that kind of goes into my next question, because I feel that that's the hard part for a lot of people, especially a lot of us who have become so comfortable with the nine to five, like it's structured, you know, I know what I'm, I'm doing each and every day. Um, but a lot of us are, are wanting to branch out and wanting to start businesses, but just don't know where to start. Maybe I don't know what I'm good at. How do I, is it trial and error? What do I do to determine what could be something that not only I enjoy, but I'm good at, and that can be lucrative? Honestly, that's, it's an interesting question. I, when I started my first business in, I want to say 2012, 2013, I, I most, which is kind of like, this is a random reason, but I started the business to compete. So basically what was happening was I had a bunch of accessories and I love cell phone cases. And I was like, I'm always buying these cell phone cases. People are always asking me where I'm getting them from. And I'm referring people to other people's site. So I go to New York and I end up like, we're like, a, it's like, a, I guess a fair or something. We're at a fair and I'm looking at this girl's Instagram page and it's like maybe 20,000 followers. And she does accessories. And I think it's a big thing. Like, oh, I want to find this girl and check her thing out. So we end up going to the Empire State Building. And it's literally just like a table and some accessories on the table. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that she's building all this from, and these are the same accessories I can find downtown. And I'm from LA and I already know it's downtown. Like I went to fashion school. I'm familiar with where, like what's on every street. And I was just like, let me see if I could do this because I can't believe like all these people are flocking to this and it's not, I'm thinking it's a like a big store or something and it's not. And we kind of, we, we self-impose what a business is supposed to look like versus really like, scaling back and thinking, what is it really? So I'm like, okay, you have a product and you're selling that product. And I was already doing stuff like that on eBay. I was like, I would flip cell phones and I was doing all kinds of stuff, like mostly techie, electronic, digital stuff. So I was like, okay, let me try it out. I built my website. It took me a while. Um, I went, I would go downtown and find all the stuff that I liked and then I'll get photos of it or I'd find it online and try to find a similar photo so I didn't have to recreate the same photo. And I ended up starting to make sales. I created an Instagram page and just build up the following that page and I started to make sales. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do it too. But it was more so like, I wasn't deeply passionate to be completely honest. I was just like, I don't know how she did this. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> that seems kind of petty, but I just really wanted to see, like, can I do that? Because yeah. I'm, I, I don't think after seeing it, I was able to look at it for what it really was and stop letting a business intimidate me like it's impossible to me. And before mm -hmm. that, you, you know, you're helping others. And, and when you're helping other people build their businesses or, or um, fulfill their passion or whatever, we tend to separate us from them right? Like, oh, you, you can be in the limelight. Oh, you can build a business. Oh, you're, you're smarter than me. You get it. Like, it's something about you that's different. And eventually I had to stop separating myself from other people because I'm helping them build something bigger when I have the same tools, the same capability and the same understanding. And when I stop separating myself and say, I can do it too, then it's like, oh, I proved that I can do it too. So now it's just, how do I scale from there? and make it bigger, better, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. Truth, like Lillian said, <laughs> truth. Um, because when you look at a lot of people, 
that are thriving right now, they started from somewhere and they started exactly. from scratch. <laughs> you know, many of them started just where we did. And like yeah. you said, we, we put them on this pedestal, not realizing that they had to grind just, just like we're having to. And it's all about just doing it. And I think right now, um, especially right now, that's been what's in my spirit. Like, you don't have to wait till everything, every, everything is lined up. You don't have to wait until everything is perfect just put it out there and you'd be so this show for instance i never would have just done this without having everything together like without having all the equipment and all that good stuff but i did and it's you know just building and building and building and that's what you have to do with your business and with whatever vision you know that's in your heart just do it <laughs> just right. do it um i mentioned earlier about a lot of people who are working on the fives and wanting to you know slowly get into a side hustle you know they want to maybe at some point leave their jobs and so they are you know well let me start here let me start by making these little you know getting these cell phone cases and selling them on ebay whatever um how can they maximize their time? Because I know that's something that I've struggled with in the past is being burnt out, you know, like working yeah. all day and then coming home and not not investing in myself that same amount of time that I was investing in somebody else's company right. from right. on Monday through Friday. So what is a good way that we can learn to manage our time? Because they love the, they, the online guru people. They love to say, work eight hours for them and then come home and work eight more hours. And you're like, do you live a When do life? I sleep? <laughs> Because <laughs> in my real life, I don't have that much left. Maybe I have two, maybe I have three. But um, I'm trying to think of like back when I was working a nine to five specifically. And I think even though it's really challenging to be organized, there's two parts to it, right? So there's the research development preparation. And then there's the actual day-to-day -day operations, right? So it depends on what phase you're in. If you're still in the research, development, and preparation phase of your business, let's say you want to start an online store, you have product X. Um, let's see, you got some mugs and candles in the background. So you have mugs and candles on your store. You want to sell these mugs and candles. So you have to start. I'm a list person, and I feel like, People, some people are just not list people. Write it down, look at it, know what you have to do the, so that you can knock it off. And then you start to see your own progress. So if you're writing down, okay, I need to find a vendor for, or if I'm gonna custom make it, where am I custom making it at and what is the cost? And I need to find a vendor for the candles and what does it cost? How many do I wanna start with for my launch? Do I need um, two dozen? I'm gonna have 24, I'm starting with these 24. What do they cost? So then I can start to make line items of how much I'm spending. People tend to kind of make it grandiose a little bit. And it, if you really incrementalize by starting with like just doing a complete dump, like sit there and just brain dump every single thing that you think you have to do. So like, okay, I need to figure out the name of my business, right? I need to get a domain for my business, right? I need to get my EIN number. I need to get a business bank account, same name. I have to, if I'm going to um, incorporate, then I need to incorporate and then prepare to have the money to pay the taxes for the incorporation. Um, bank account is set up. Now I have to build the website for it and I have to build a separate Instagram and Facebook Facebook page for it. So all of those little things that you have to do, some of those can be, Four or five of them can get knocked out in a day. But when you're so scattered, 
and you don't write it down and you don't look at it, you're just like, oh yeah, I got to do that. And it's like, oh shoot, I got to do that. And the next thing you know, five months went by and maybe two of the things got done because you're not looking at exactly what you have to get done. And, and I think also if you're in the research and development phase of a business, like you're really trying to figure out what you want to do, um, how you're going to sell, how you're going to make money. Um, if you're, you know, I can, you know, go on and on and like, if you do this, you can do this, but give yourself some allowance. I feel like we, we get on YouTube university and everybody seems like everything is happening so fast. And we don't give ourselves six months or a year to really understand what our business is about. Like, how can I not only be the expert at this, but how can I do this well and do it great? Make sure when I launch the branding looks good, my product looks good, my packaging looks good and doing all of that and give yourself time to do it. So like, even with like the, the clothing boutique that I have now, I haven't even done a launch officially yet. I just have the store set up and I'm figuring out operations for the store. I hadn't promoted it really. And people are buying stuff, which is like amazing because they see me doing a little bit of promotion here and there. And it's great. Like it's always great to see a notification when money comes in. That's the best feeling. <laughs> and I'm feeling better than that. I give me a love, I guess. But this is the second best feeling. That's Jesus love, your man loving you, and the money coming in. <laughs> like no, no better feeling. But I think like just give, cause this is a new business for me. Like as far as um, drop shipping, it's different than the accessories. It's different than the phone tech stuff that I was doing before. It's more clothing based, it's more visual based. I have to buy more product and invest more money in it, invest as in it in a different way. So it's like, let me give myself a little bit of allowance to really understand what I'm doing. So that when I launch, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to fulfill orders. I don't have to spend so much time like trying to understand the technical stuff because now I have a flood and I'm overwhelmed. You know what I mean? And it's just me. So I don't, there's no big team doing it with me. If you do have a girl, uh, if you've got an assistant or a team, please utilize that as much as you can, but you can't utilize your team if you're not organized either. Whew. That was a lot. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good and it actually answered my next two questions so like, I'll ask them. Um, because the question I was going to ask is how can we set some attainable goals because a lot of the time we get discouraged you know um, we don't see the money coming in right away and we're investing money you know so we're exactly. like not only is this not putting money in my pocket but it's taking money out of my pocket right then you broke you know? your heart like I lost five hundred dollars or thousands whatever and like um Lillian said like we want to have twenty thousand followers and make six figures in 30 days and online people it's every it's very well possible yes but people online make it seem like make it seem like it happened immediately and a lot of those people still went through if you're not on television Quite honestly, like television is the biggest platform that you can have to get into the most faces the fastest, right? Like you don't have a Kardashian show that's putting you in faces of people all around the world every day, all the time. Then you have to, st you have to build that brand. People aren't seeing your brand all the time. So how do you do that? You, who's, who is my, who am I influencing, right? So who is in my sphere of influence? And that's either, that includes Instagram followers too. That includes your friends, your family, people that you, the, your uh, colleagues at work, people that see you on an often basis. That's your sphere of influence. So you start from those people, make sure everybody knows what's happening. Like, okay, 
like for um the hair company like that was the first time I, i'm usually like i'm gonna be tech girl behind my computer i'm like you know what i'm just gonna throw a party and see what's up and see how many people like order and hundreds of dollars came from that that I, people that i talk to that i know that just was like oh okay actually i do need what you have let me invest in you instead of investing in somebody else and if they don't know, we have how many people are saving your phone? 500 people. If we start seeing those people as potential clients, and a lot of times we don't like to reach out to people that know us because then it, we feel uncomfortable because then it's like, oh, I don't want you to see that I'm a small business owner or that, you know, I'm not popping yet. I'm just small scale. But if you treat every, every person on your email, every person on your text, every person um, who's following you or who you see at work or whatever as a part of your spheres of influence, then this is your foundational sphere and you're going to build that sphere of influence. Every post, I'm entering your psyche telling you something about me, about my brand and my business. Every email, I'm taking up your mental space by telling you about my brand and my business. The more I do that, eventually that equals sales, right? Because how many touch points, five to seven touch points before somebody makes a sale. But if you're not willing to do the touch points because you got ego, right, is in the way. And then now you don't want to be small. You don't want to, oh, let me do a pre-launch. You got to look like you popping immediately. You don't give yourself the allowance to grow. Like give yourself the allowance. Be Cardi B making memes before you be Cardi B on Billboard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it is not only ego, sometimes it's just fear, you know? I know I've had a lot of people, including myself, that just say, I'm not a salesperson, you know? Well, just, I'm not a salesperson, and I don't want to, like, feel, make people feel pressured to buy from me. But yeah. if you don't present yourself, you know, you have to be your business's biggest advocate, you know? And if people don't even know what you're, you're doing, you're not even giving them the opportunity to buy from you. So I think it's very important, you know, if you have a t-shirt brand, wear your t-shirts when you go out, you know, if you, you know, um, have 500 people on your, your, your phone, shoot them a quick text or compose an email list because it's just word of mouth is one of the greatest forms of marketing. Um, so I think yeah. that if we can just get out of our comfort zone, like you said, um, with being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur takes getting out of your comfort zone um, and pushing the limits. You'd be surprised by how many people really will support you. I've had people who I haven't talked to in years, you know, support me in things that I do or just say I watched your video or, you know, Same. you'd be so surprised. <laughs> I, I'm honestly, so like I did the, the birthday t-shirt launch and I really just wanted to, like, I take photos all the time. I just love art photography just having fun and i was like you know what i found this app i'm playing around with graphics and i was like let me just try and see my mom was like oh that would be a cute shirt and i was like really let me try it out so i took a photo made a, a digital something of it and i just started promoting it like a birthday launch and like literally people from college that i had not seen in 10 years were buying hoodies and t-shirts and I haven't seen them. I haven't talked to them. I didn't even know we were still Facebook friends. But it was like, oh, hey, girl, I bought my sweater. Or, you know, look, da, da, da. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's all I, but imagine, like, and that was just a small scale thing. Like, oh, let's do some teas and some hoodies and let's just see. So testing it out that way, I would have missed out on hundreds of dollars. I made a little birthday money. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, you know, like you said about, you know, we have these, these grand 
goals, which is good, you know, which we should. But I think it's also very important to set attainable, small attainable goals so that we don't get discouraged, you know, so that we don't feel like, you know what, I didn't make a thousand dollars this month. This ain't even worth it for me, you know. But if you can say, you know what, I just want to make enough to to buy groceries this month, or I just want to make enough to put in my tank, you know, each week. Exactly. That can just keep us pushing, and before you know it, you will get to that a thousand, and then the ten thousand, and whatever else. Um, but it's just setting those small attainable goals, you know, writing down, okay, I want to sell this many products, and I want to make this much income. I'm spending this much on the product, so that means I have to sell this much to get that difference. You know, just exactly. writing that out, man, you'd be surprised to see just how uh, how much more encouraged you are just by that little five dollar sale because you know that that means that I made three dollars and times ten. You know, that's that's thirty dollars. <laughs> I suck at math. But um, yeah, so that, that, those are the things that we, we have to do. Um, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit because I think that one of the things that we can get overwhelmed by is the, the um, it just period, being an entrepreneur is overwhelming, you know, um, and it can be stressful. How important is self-care um, and, and how relevant is self-care to our productivity it's girl 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. it's so important it's so important because you think that and I know for me so like just using myself in this as an example and I've been trying to get in the habit of um, paying more attention to myself and making myself a priority because what I tend to do is, and I don't know if this is just a black woman thing, is that we do everything else first and everything else gets done. So much gets done and then we're drained and then we got to do it again tomorrow. So uh, mo even most recently, especially like over this from, I guess, summer, fall time, I was just like, you know what? I'm literally working all day. And even though I'm home, I'm working all day. I'm, I'm sure I stop and eat and then I come back or I'm trying to watch a show, but I have my computer or I'm trying to fulfill an order and I'm on the phone with my friend and I'm not even giving myself time to just chill. So even if that has to be scheduled time, like Sunday or like, okay, 10 p.m., 9 p.m., whatever it is, I'm done. I'm off the phone. I'm off social media. I'm off my computer. And I'm giving myself the two hours. I'm going to take the bath that I need. Whatever it is, like, you earn that. First of all, having an idea and pursuing the idea, you're miles ahead of people who have left the idea in their head. So give yourself credit for that. Then when you're actively working towards it and being consistent, you're miles ahead of the people who just said it once and just left it behind. So you start to give yourself credit for even the tiniest of milestones because you need those too to fulfill like your emotions and your energy because we don't, like you don't really get, money is fulfillment, right? Sure. If that's how you quantify your fulfillment, sure it is. But you have to create other ways to get fulfillment from the work. Because when you're really grinding towards something, you, it, the, um, 
it's sparse. It's far and few. It doesn't really, you don't have somebody, some little minion coming around telling you, girl, you did it today. You're killing it. You know what? Oh my God. Them, those emails were popping. Like <laughs> nobody does that for you. So you have to be doing it for yourself like every day. And it's challenging. It is so challenging. But even if it takes like, and for me, I've been trying to get in the habit of Sundays, trying to chill. Like, unless I have a session and, like, you know, that's the fun part. But, like, trying to chill for real. Like, okay, don't work today. Because I literally can work and just keep on working. Because I'm already, I've already gotten the habit of doing it. So it's like, oh, since I'm here, oh, yeah, let me do this. And, oh, yeah, let me do that. And, oh, yeah, let me do this. And, sure, I'll stop and have lunch or, you know, whatever. But it keeps going on and on. But prioritizing yourself will really help you to go the marathon versus the sprint yeah yeah it's so important i feel like so many of us say that we want to be entrepreneurs for the freedom but then don't take advantage of the freedom you know like you set your your clock you set your 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 work day you know and whatever i used to say this at my my nine to five like whatever don't get done today will still be there tomorrow you know and it's the same for our businesses like we have to realize that we are uh, doing an injustice to our business by not taking care of self because right. that's where that burnout comes from that's where that discouragement comes from but if we take the time you know what sunday's family day you know or or sunday's you know girl time you know or even you know i'm watching a movie and this is the one thing that brings me joy is watching a movie and nine o'clock yeah. on monday through friday i'm gonna put close the laptop and watch a movie you'd be, you know, doing yourself more, more of a justice by giving yourself that time to, to recharge because we need to recharge yeah. so that we can give 100%. Because I know for me, when I'm working, I'm putting in them 12-hour days, I'm not giving 100% at some point in that day. And exactly. as, your, as a business owner, as the, this is your, your brand, your baby, you don't want there to be points of, the t of your workday that you're not giving your all. Right. And I guess, okay, so like playing devil, devil's advocate on our own point, right? <laughs> but so that's the benefit of having, so two things, that's the benefit of having a personal brand, right? So let's say you are just chilling, watching a movie, but still you have the same sphere of influence. So there you are on your stories, where sparking your candle that's on your website, right? And you're like, oh, I got my candle, but I'm chilling. And you did that little thing and allow that to be enough. Like yeah. that's still something. And that still counts for a promotion for the day. And whoever, however many people, the 190 people that see the story, you have entered their psyche with your product that day. Yeah. So even if it's something small, you have to kind of credit that as something towards the business instead of feeling like you got to be on 24 seven or oh, I'll never get to sleep, blah, 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 blah. And like, even for example, like when I was managing people's social media and um, like taking care of all of their accounts, especially if you have any client based business, what tends to happen is your people treat your client starts to treat you like you're their employee and then they will hit you up all times of the day night and morning or whatever or they got an idea and next thing you know they done took two hours talking to you on the phone and that's your time but that's not the time that we have scheduled nor is that 
during my office hours that I set for us, or we have two meetings a week and you don't have anything to say, but you want to hit me at 1030, like you have to start creating boundaries in that way too, because then you, because you feel obligated in a sense, right? Because, oh, well, they pay me a thousand dollars a month. Like I got to show up for them, but you do show up for them during the times that you show up for them. But the, you worth more than a thousand dollars, baby. For real. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm having to tell myself this. Like, I actually don't have to pick up because no, like I'm busy. I'm doing something or I'm out somewhere. Like I'm not tied. I'm tied to you, but I don't have to. I have to create some type of boundary because when I create the boundary, you start to see that I respect me and that you treat me how I treat me. And because I'm treating me good, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Because there's certain people, when you start just thinking about respect in general, certain people, you just, oh, I would never do that to her. Or even like on a friendship level, like the way you talk to your homegirls is not how you talk to your grandmother. Like, it just is what it is. You put different levels of respect on different people. But when they start to see like, oh, okay, like she is helping me build this. She's helping me to carry along my vision. Let me start to respect her time. She did say her office hours are... 10 to 7 and after 7 I can't or I can you can text me and I'll reply tomorrow at 10 o'clock whatever you know yeah yeah no I, I think that's so important with every relationship <laughs> setting boundaries Girl. you know business relationships intimate relationships the whole nine um and I like what you said too about I, I think we have to give ourselves grace you know and I know for me like I'll have like I'll write things down. I'll create a schedule. At this time, you're doing this. At this time, you're doing that. And if something sets my day off, I get frustrated. You know, there's this feeling of like being not being productive. But then I had to learn, you know what? Hey, you slept in today. Maybe today is the day that you'll stay up till two o'clock doing work. You know, like it's okay for your, your schedule to get to, to switch up, you know, and I'm learning yeah. this too, just with just like my relationship with God, so many things, like it's okay for things to be switched up. Um, right. Because just the monotony of doing things the same way every day sometimes can be discouraging as well. Uh, yeah. So you just have to give yourself grace. Um, I think right now, a lot of us that are it's all good <laughs> um a lot of us right now are picking up these side hustles and we've done it before you know we're picking up old passions things that we you know always wanted to do um and it can be frustrating for some people because they feel like they're in constant start and start again yeah. stop mode you know like i'm doing picking it up again like and they just want to be consistent um, what would you suggest to those who feel that they are in that that mode of I'm picking this up again and I'm stopping. I'm picking it up and, and start and starting again. What would I say? I've done it too. <laughs> That's what I would say. Um, what I've learned that and what I've kind of been in, in relation to grace and just like giving myself allowance. Sometimes I look back on like, why did I stop that? Imagine if I had was consistent with the business did it longer than two years and this whole middle ground of like maybe three, four years where I just, I'm going to switch up. I'm going to manage social medias and do all this stuff and not focus on me as a brand. I'm like, imagine where my brand would be if I was consistent and state focused. But I think if we continue to look back and I was putting self-induced pressure 
like, oh, well, it, I got to make up for the time type deal. Like, oh, I missed this. I got to, you know, now I'm 10 things because I got to build and I got to run and I got to do blah, 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 right? So we in that, we in that scatterbrain phase. But one, you give yourself grace. Like, I had to eventually go back and say, you know what? I was allowed to take a few years. If I want to have more, more income, more stability, if I want to work a regular job for a while just to stack up, if I want to um, give myself time to figure out who I am as a human being and get my life together, so to speak. But just like, we think that those things happen overnight. Like, oh, I'm going to get myself together. And then uh, here's my list. I'm going I'm to fix my credit. I'm going I'm to start a business and I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And, and we think, and then next month, it's like, it feels like it's the same because you only lost two pounds and your credit went up two points. And you're like, oh, well, I haven't had any sales this month without giving yourself the credit for what did get done. So you have to give yourself grace and allowance for that and be like, you know what? It's okay that I started again, but if I'm going to do it this time, will I be consistent? Will I be committed to this thing? So that's kind of why people are like, and for me, I feel like that's why people say, do what you love to do. Because when you, ha when you have a level of enjoyment in it, you have more willingness to get it done. If you don't love it, and um, half, I mean, I say 50%, probably more people don't like the job they do every day. But they do it because they see some type of benefit. And what happens is we have a passion project and we've been working on that thing. We haven't figured it out and it, haven't, it hasn't started to reap benefits yet. So because it hasn't started, our consistency starts to fleet on that thing because I'm like, well, I'm not getting the instant gratification that I think I'm supposed to get from this thing, even though maybe I enjoy doing it, but I'm not going to, I'll do it next month. You know, I'm not going to do it this time or I'll do it every now and again. Like, I know it's a lady out here that's baking her butt off and she stopped baking because she's like, oh, I should probably work and I should create, create more stability without even giving herself the chance to, if we believed in our dream as much as we believed in what is our stability, we will put the equal amount of effort into it. And that's what I realized about me. And somebody told me this before, because I know I have, I've stopped and started back multiple times. And when I'm dialing back why I did that, it's because I'm fearful of putting myself out there. It's because I, I haven't been consistent. And why haven't I been consistent? Because I believe that this client or this job, it brings me the security that I'm looking for, which means that I don't believe that in the future, my brand will bring me that same security. So I have to start with believing in myself enough to want to be consistent because the consistency really is the hard part. You get the enjoyment from doing it a couple times, get to time 90, like get to the 90th song, get to the 90th. If, if you're making these what jackets from scratch, get to number 90, get to the 90th YouTube video, get to the 90th beat you're making, whatever it is, like get to that point because then you're like, you find your stride in it. So not only are you enjoying it, but you find the discipline in it. But if you never like push through the BS phase into the discipline phase, then you're never going to reap the benefit. And, but we don't push through because we don't believe that our passion can bring us that. Mm, I'm going to mimic Latanya. Say that. Okay. <laughs> 
you better say that. Uh, that 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 was so many gems in that whole. Y'all, I hope y'all are taking notes because I think that this is something that we all struggle with. You know, each and every one of and us. I'm, I'm reading me. I'm reading myself from stopping and looking back. Like, why did I? I literally was making money. It wasn't a lot, but I was making it. I was making however much I'm spending on food. So why am I, well, what did I stop for? Because yeah. I didn't believe in it enough. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, I have one more question, and we're going to hop into this game. Okay, the money game. At what point, <laughs> at what point should we eliminate hustles that are turning out to be more hustle than profit? Girl, girl, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, at what point should we eliminate hustles? Hmm. That's a really good question. It's a really, really good and question. And I think that's a self a self discussion you have to have as well, you know? Like, are yeah. you, are you is, is it one of those things that you are investing so much that it's taking more than it's giving, you know? I think that anything that you do um, that's a vision or something that was given to you, um, I feel like there's a reward that comes with that investment, whether or not you're seeing a huge profit. But there's a point where you have to listen to the voice of God, you know? I know. I just um, saw it pop up where I was yeah. like, the Holy Spirit will definitely help you yeah. because that's the that's the that's the voice like that's literally the voice that we always trying to hear a sign and the sign is not big but it's like yo you would you just keep going or like god could literally tell you stop playing yourself and keep going or god could be like you know that's not for you i told you that months ago but you didn't you didn't listen you i didn't call you to do this <laughs> right right you are way better at something else but now you're here doing this. I, you know, it's it's so many like, it's so many variables when it comes to that question. Like knowing, we hear stories of people who are like, oh, I grinded for ten years or whatever. But it's really having a knowing, and really understanding what your calling is, like what you're called to and what you're good at. And we have so much self doubt as just people, humans, uh, women, just people of color, we have so much opposition and so much self-doubt that it's hard to filter through if this opposition means that there is treasure on the other side or am I experiencing this opposition because it's not for me. But if you would just give yourself time in the gray area, and I think that like from in my personal experience, and for me, just thinking about my life, my brand businesses that I've done, things that I've done, I've noticed that in, in relation to believing in myself, I had to, I had to put down, let, like, let's say it's a table, right? And in that table, you take a post-it note and you write down all the things you're good at. I'm good at things. Like I can learn pretty quickly. I can figure, I'm a figure outer. I'm a YouTube university. Like we're going to figure this thing out. We're going to make this thing happen. But just because I'm good at it, does, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I need to be doing that. So I had to scale back and say, okay, although I'm good at all these, all these things, I don't have to do them all. 
And even in relation to my business, like at what point do I outsource things that are not, not that they're not for me, but they're, they're not my expertise. I'm just okay at this. At what point do I get a bookkeeper and stop trying to do that for myself? At what point do I say, oh, maybe I need a virtual assistant to help me do social media or to help me send out emails so that I can think on big picture and really build something that's solid. Like at what point do I stop trying to be so hands-on and I had to start taking things off the list. Like I don't have to, and which is why I've literally scaled back on clients. And I did that in the middle of quarantine. I was like, I don't want to be responsible for anybody else's brand. Imagine if I put all that effort into my own brand. Like imagine if I did the exact same thing. I'm already working all day. Like I don't have to spread myself thin like this. So, but I had to do it and fumble in order to realize and look back and say, no, I don't, I don't even think I like that enough or I want to do it enough, but yeah. you have to keep doing things. And so trial and error is challenging. And there's always a point where you're just like, yo, maybe I've spent a lot of money, but maybe this is not for me. Yeah. Or maybe I've spent a lot of money, but I'm on the cusp of something great if I really push in and tap in to being consistent. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is so good. <laughs> we have under 10 minutes left, so I want to get in this okay. game. But anytime we like get this close to the end of the show and it's just like, I don't want to stop the combo. I'm like, this is so good. And I know everyone is just learning so much from this conversation. But we have this game that we like to play over here. It's called the money game. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. And you're going to tell me how, to, how this person this this imaginary person that I created, you know, tell them <laughs> what they should do um, and what's the best case scenario for them. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I'm putting on my thinking cap. <laughs> Let's go. And you know, a lot of these things, there's no right or wrong answer. However, I just want to get you know what your suggestion would be because sometimes we just need to talk things out and figure things out, especially when it comes to new entrepreneurship. So, yeah, question number one. Sheila, we're going to talk about my girl, Sheila. Sheila works a nine to five as a consultant. She's currently working from home and would like to start a t-shirt company. She hopes to make enough from her business to save $5,000 to invest in the stock market. What is an attainable goal she can set in order to see progress towards making that first $5,000? Okay. So when you say attain attainable goal, you mean like timeline? Yeah, like what can she do? Because I feel like when you have a number in mind, sometimes if we don't see like $1,000 in that first month, even we can be like, I'm never going to get the five, you know? So what right. can she do to, right. to, to see small steps towards getting to that first five? Yeah, it's so funny because that the $5,000 specifically makes me think about, I remember going through a season of maybe like, I would say the same prayers for maybe like five years. And I'm like, Lord, I just need $5,000. And I have all these things. And then I would look back and I'm like, yo, I made $5,000 like five times. But it was in separate chunks that equaled $5,000. But because I didn't see $5,000 check, I didn't quantify it as $5,000. So I'm like, well, it actually did happen. So let me change what I'm praying for. God is like, girl, will you shut up? I didn't do, I did what I did, okay? Um, 
but um, I think a good way to, if you do want to put a timeline on it, a good way to do that is just like breaking down the $5,000. However, how is she making that money? So if she's, she has a t-shirt company, she's short, selling X amount of t-shirts. So if it's okay, let's break 5,000 into five different months. So if the t-shirts are $10 each and she sells five shirts a day, <laughs> so then we have $50 but you have to do that 10 times, 100 times, 10 times, and then you have your $5,000. So if we break it down that way, five, five months, that's $1,000 a month. It, well, we, how much are the t-shirts, right? So what's the variable X? So there are multiple ways to do it. If you break it down incrementally, knowing I have to sell 100 t-shirts or 50 t-shirts, 50 t-shirts will eventually equal my $5,000, however much your shirt is. Then let's break 50 into however many increments you're willing to. If you don't give yourself a goal of three months, six months, whatever the timeline is, then you just let time pass and you don't kind of put into play how much promotion you need to make sure that you're selling the shirts within the timeline. And let's say you make $4,000 and you make $4,000, give yourself a chance the next month to re-up on that thousand or to hold the sale and like, I'm going to do 10% off. I'm going to make sure that I get off all the extra inventory that I have so that I can reach the goal. Cause it's oftentimes we don't make the goal, especially when we're starting off. So I think if you break it down incrementally, like I need to make X amount of shirts in X amount of time. Once you have the number, you break down the time. So what do I have to do each day to promote the item to make sure that I'm making the sale? That's good. And then bam, you got money on the stock market. Or you got Christmas money, or you got money, whatever, the money's there. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to ask one more question because I want to give you time to tell us where we can find you um, and oh, talk about your businesses. We only got five minutes. Um, okay. So Cindy wants to start a side hustle but sucks at organization. Her friend excels in this area but struggles with creativity. How can they exchange their talents and fairly share their profits? Oh, that sounds like a perfect mix, a creative and an organizer, a left brain and a right brain person. Well, they could start by coming up with a, a partnership agreement, getting in writing what percentages go to each person, and then they can start building from there to figure out what they need. So just like we were talking about allowances and giving ourselves grace, like give, give yourself an allowance to say, you know what, I'm not good at this. I need help. And she's great at this. She needs me. I need her. Let's figure out how we can do it. But when you start off and, you know, people hate the paperwork and people hate writing, setting things in stone. But if you do that early on, now you're comfortable. You yeah. already, you have something established. You know what it is. So now you can move forward without wondering like, oh, did we sell something? Am I going to get $20 from this $50 sale? Like, what does it look like? Blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people living in limbo like that all the time when if they had just established a fair agreement, even if it's just email got something in writing so that you can move forward and be comfortable and actually grind on the business, then you guys can equally work towards whatever the goal is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the communication is key because, you know, yeah. we need to evaluate in the beginning who's doing what and then be open to reevaluating, you know, if, or reassessing if say, Hey, I initially was only supposed to be putting in this amount of time, but now I'm doing this and this, you know, so right. maybe we need to assess how, you know, we're sharing these profits. So I love that yeah. answer. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Jasmine Prima, this conversation has just been 
so informative and I pray that everyone is blessed by it. I want you to share with us your many businesses and where we can find you. Um, And I will, once this goes up, I will tag her businesses as well. So you don't have to feel stressed about writing them out, but go ahead and share. Um, Well, I'm Jasmine. I'm a singer, songwriter, prima um, on, you know, all streaming platforms. So I'm doing a lot of writing for film and television. So there's a, a stream, but as far as digital content and digital businesses. Um, I have a hair online extensions drop shipping store, which is at lionsflybeauty or lionsflybeauty.com. And I also just created a sister store, the Lionsfly clothing boutique, which is lionsfly.co. And you can find them at all at lionsfly on Facebook and Instagram. It's been an absolute pleasure being on name a better duo thank you thank you i just wanted just in case that got cut off by my little phone acting up it was lions fly on all social media yes. platforms instagram facebook yes lions fly yeah instagram, gonna... facebook and um, website so lions fly and lions fly beauty so if you you need hair extensions and or if you are looking for um self-care products clothing accessories a little bit of lingerie then all of that is at lionsfly.com yes yes i own some lionsfly uh <laughs> fashion wear and i've had the honor of wearing some lionsfly hair and i'm gonna tell you i felt the most beautiful i ever felt when i could swing my hair back and forth with my life <laughs> right. we, we, we had a picture of us doing that too and i i love it so right. definitely um follow follow jasmine prima and all that she's doing um, listen to her music, support her store. It's good stuff. And I just want to thank you again. Uh, next week, actually, the next two weeks, we are going to be on holiday, as they say in other countries. Yes. Um, but we will be back in December with some good uh, conversation. We'll actually be getting into investing and stocks. So I'm excited yes, about that. I'm excited about that. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you again. Yes. I can't thank you enough. Um, and yes. thank you guys My for, for watching. Thank you for having me. You know, I just love to ramble on about business stuff. So I'm good stuff. It's such good stuff. And it's so necessary. Now is the time. I hope that everyone was encouraged and actually takes this information and runs with it and puts it into action. Because now is the time for us, especially as black and brown people, to build our own wealth. And that's the whole point of this thing. So let's do it. Let's win together. Let's see who we can connect with, who, how we can help each other be successful. That's what it's all about. God bless you all. Thank you for watching. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'll see you in December. See you soon. Bye. Bye, Thank you. Love you. Love you.